Hey, hey, welcome to Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gunvalson and Lee Radswell. Along with my co-hosts, Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer, this week we are taking you inside the state of Britney Spears, her legal bills, mental health, and career crisis, Kim Zolchak Bierman, her bitter divorce, and how she blew through her Bravo millions, Andy Cohen's Lisa Rinna revelation, was she fired or did she quit Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? And, of course, our latest takes on Scandaval and Vanderpump Rules. Ahoy! Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, the ahoy always gets me, Every Captain, Captain Jordan. <laughs> you're not the stud of the sea, but you're not the slug of the sea either. I'm Jurston Howell III. <laughs> Jurston. Jurston. Yeah. George, that's good. It's good. Gosh. Fun Happy weekend. It was best. a long weekend. Fun Mother's Day. Absolutely. Mm. It's awesome. How about you? Me? My mom wanted me to re- wants me to return her and exchange her gift. So that's really touching. I know I'm not like a three-year-old where it's like, oh, the thought. It's cute yeah. that you made me like a peanut butter dirt sandwich. But still, I know I'm like have to schlep back. Yeah. So, so you're telling us that your mother is Rachel Green. <laughs> you could do worse. <laughs> so that was a big, that was a big activity for today. I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> this is this is also Sunday's a good day because well, Mercury's going out of retrograde today. Well, it's Titian's direct today. So Mercury retrograde is out of it. But speaking of which, this past week, I Stacey Connor was quoted on the famous Instagram account Overheard LA. Yes, I was overheard in L.A. and I was put on there and it took a minute for me to realize that was me. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's somebody, I was like, because it was from my spin class. Somebody, I based, like, this is, okay, so this is how it went. In the group chat for uh, my spin studio, the owner put up this one. It was like, and said, I feel seen. And then I looked at it and I said, I said, Oh my God, that's me. I said that in class. (laughs) And everybody was like, that sounds like you too, (laughs) Stacy." What was the quote again? It was, you can't control Mercury retrograde, but you can control the resistance on your bike. (laughs) It's very LA. It's very spin class. It's very Stacey Connor. Sure. That's that's so cool that they do it too. Because I had thought maybe people like so it's real. Like you got yeah. I thought some of them you can tell are not. Like some of them were just it. It it was just written. Like it, mm-hmm. you know, it just it's too ob. It's just too L.A. But that yeah. so when you see ones like that, you're like ah okay. Some of them are real. Okay. And and there was a there's a moment because I'm looking. I was like I said that. But then you kind of gaslight yourself and you go, but wait a minute, like, did I say that? And because they'll tag the person whoever submitted it. And so I hit their tag and I was like, oh, yes, this woman was in that class mm. that I said it in last weekend. So I was like, yes, it's me. So <laughs> You're an icon now. I am. I mean, it's, I am willing because the, there are some overheard LAs where if that was me, I would not. Uh, own it but this one i will own this is totally me i own it yes i will say weird silly things like that but they're truthful at the same time and i would also also i'm just happy that people are listening to me in class yeah Yeah, there you go (laughs) so yeah that was fun that was just that was kind of a highlight of my week i was like what's going on here oh my gosh don't worry you'll make it into overheard uh, encino one of these days jordan (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Yeah. let's just let's just jump right into britney yeah she's having a a week year decade life life yes lifetime it seems like things are going 
not well, but going. My Sagittarius uh, sister needs some needs some friends, needs some prayers, needs some love, extra love. You know what's what's well, I mean it's alarming all around. I know her behavior, her everything, but what really makes me sad about all this is her finances. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they said I guess we should catch people up on this if they haven't seen already. But um things what is it like it's been revealed that she is addicted to well not you know well a co- there's been a couple of things the the that have been reported lately one is yet yeah, her like caffeine addiction i guess where she just mainlines caffeine all day yeah like they said like all day long she'll drink uh red bulls uh celsius energy drink which i had to look that up uh, oh, i, did I not, had not heard of it um, yeah, that's that's a popular. I have a Costco. I have a Costco box of those. Of course my, you do. Of course they're, you do. They're my late afternoon treat between between coffee, like around four p.m., and that carries me to about just before dinner when I transition to diet or Coke Zero. I have a not that I'm Britney Spears, but I have a very heavy caffeine load with its own little rhythm every day. Sounds about so, right. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so she also drinks coffee. Uh, famously, mm-hmm. frappuccinos. She's the frappuccino girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also drinks uh, dandelion tea. So all four things very heavy in caffeine. And dandelion like, tea has caffeine. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna add and that ev- to my re- to my list. Like the reports say that sometimes she stays up for three days at a time just from those caffeine things. Uh, which that sounds hard yeah yeah from just i couldn't know anything about that um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a young man. Other... staying up for three days straight is a young person's game not right. not me now not me and now. even like even when we're young and did that it wasn't caffeine that was keeping us up all night no it was for me it was caffeine i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> well, I don't know. just yeah, red bull just red bull Coffee, they talk about like Colombian coffee. Well, both <laughs> things are from Colombia, but it's not coffee. And um, I can't imagine, ca- even like at a certain point, I get tired even with caffeine. I wonder, I'd like to see your medicine cabinet. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I do, I do remember staying up all night on no dose. Oh, God, That's I remember that. Yeah. Is that but, like yeah. is that like Jesse Spano style? That was yeah. Well, originally yeah. that that once that Saved by the Bell episode was written, it was supposed to be Speed, but NBC wouldn't let him do it because it was a kids show. It was like a Saturday yeah. morning kids show, so they turned it into caffeine pills. Which you know, whatever. You With know, AC back Slater's the- muscles. That was not a kids show. Let's be honest That's true. here. That's a good point. You know, back in the day, I had a razor and a crazer, all those phones, and you could record your own. You could set an audio record, like a voice note, as your ringtone, which was cool. And my ringtone was Jesse Spano's "Freak Out" from <laughs> Caffeine Pills. Yes. And my friend begged me to change it because she had been through some stuff in her youth, oh. and um, it. It was like a trigger for her, you know. I'm oh. so excited. I'm so scared, which was a weird thing to wake up to in the middle of the night if you got a call. But I, yeah. I thought it was the funny. I thought it honestly that ringtone deserved. <laughs> Let me guess. You didn't change it right away for her, did you? No. No. God. No. <laughs> of course not. I think she was just jealous of my creativity, mm-hmm. and so she came up with. I'd be jealous if I heard that ringtone and didn't have it too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but Jesse Spano, her caffeine freak out. Yeah, sorry, and, and Britney evidently. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. an- another thing that came out about Britney um, uh, is that I guess some of the recommendations th- these weren't like necessarily stipulations for the post conserv for her to get out of the conservatorship, but there were recommendations made by like her inner circle for her. Uh, to get out of the conservatorship and two of those recommendations one was she's not allowed to drive alone and i guess that still stands she's not Mm -hmm. allowed to drive alone and she's also not allowed to be around knives because evidently she has an obsession with knives and it's not even nessa from uh from straws of sunset (laughs) yeah 
Jeez. But it's not even it's not like a self harm thing. They're afraid she's going to harm somebody else. Like she evidently she has such this like fear of being reinstitutionalized in her words that like they don't trust her with knives. Like she uses it as like a defense. So oh, that's so terrifying. Like she that's scary because I guess basically she's prepared. Uh, she's always on guard that they're going to come yeah. and take her away. Again. Exactly. So she's got like she wants the knives within. Yeah, it's that's terrifying. She, I bet you she ha- if you're not careful in her house, there are probably knives, little sharp objects stashed all over. Probably she's not a conservatorship, so they. Don't have a right yeah, to search that, her house and that was just away. those were just recommendations. Like they couldn't legally force her to not drive. And I, I was trying to think, like, there's been so many photos and videos of her going on errands over the last year and a half. I'm trying to remember if I've seen her driving alone. Because she does seem to be with people a lot. Yeah. Like her either she, whether it's Sam or a driver. Like she has a driver a lot. Yeah. And she um I don't know what the last time I saw pictures of her driving, probably like a year ago. Um she was still in the white Mercedes SL, a newer model, but that's always been her life. You can go back to the early 2000s. It's always the Mercedes SL white. At least and she so, has something that's consistent in her life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the, the, the other big thing is, I guess, with um, her lawyer, the, my, um, was it uh, Matthew Rosengart? Uh, mm-hmm. It's come out that, you know, he was such a hero in that in her world for getting her out of the conservatorship, going after Jamie, going after the lawyers and Jamie for the the like alleged thirty million dollars in lawyer fees over the the thirteen year conservatorship. But reports have come out that Matthew Rosengard himself has billed her six million dollars over the last year. Wow. Um, it's wow. yeah. Ever since she got out of the conservatorship, she's he. He billed her four point two million, I guess, but but other reports are saying six million. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's he he acknowledges that the reports make him look bad because now he's offered to work free going forward. Yeah. But like it's it does a bad look to to be like this savior that gets her out of lawyers that are charging her a fortune and then you charge her a fortune. Yeah. yeah. I mean, part of like I imagine she's a lot of work, but also her name has made him very prominent. We didn't know he wasn't, we didn't talk about him before this, the way we talk about legal people, Marty Singer, Robert Shapiro. So, I mean, she does deserve a discount because her name has put him on the map and I'm sure he'll have business forever because of it. Yeah. But it's just, um, you know, they talk about Unlike the other um, celebrities like your Michael Jacksons and other people whose mm-hmm. estates were completely turned, like, you know, their states were just totally, you know, uh, in the red. And then they were turned around by when, when people came in who knew what they were doing. It doesn't seem like Britney's estate has really done anything. In fact, they say it's actually still dwindling. Uh, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was when the conservatorship ended, it was estimated around 60 million. And I don't know if that includes like all that money that Jamie built out of it, like the alleged 30 million for lawyer fees, but Mm -hmm. um, it hasn't really grown because she doesn't uh, tour. She doesn't perform. She doesn't, uh, there's, there's been no new music except I was, it was occurred to me today that that big uh, collaboration she had with Elton John. Have you ever heard that song outside of the day it was released, the tiny dancer mix? Like I have not heard that once. I don't hear not it very on the radio, like maybe in stores and stuff. Well, I'll hear but... the other Elton, the Elton John Dua Lipa one, the Rocket yes. Man. I hear that all the time, but I have mm-hmm. not heard the Britney Spears one since the day it came out because it was a really big deal the day it came out because it was Britney's first music in I don't know how long, and she hasn't done anything since then. I mean, I think the best thing for her would be a residency, not a tour. I mean, a tour well, th- is just. That was- that was suggested, but just even the, the, I mean, that was one of her big breaking points during the conservatorship is that like she mm-hmm. hated doing the residency because that is still a lot of work. You're not traveling, yeah. but the choreography, the night in, night out, like you yeah. get, you get more days off on tour than you do in a residence. Well, and that's wow. not true. Sometimes they take weeks off at a time, but still it's not easy, mm-hmm. but, but it yeah. seems like the easiest thing for her would just be, I mean, not that it's easy, but releasing new music is like the long-term the least stressful she's not very Actually, functional the 
the easiest thing for her to do would just would be to license more of her music catalog. That too. Out. That's too. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, she's not the co she's not the writer on a lot of them. However, you know, depending on how they're they're set up, I'm sure that she does make money off of them, especially after the first album and stuff. So however that's set up, she should license more of that music out mm-hmm. because that's Dang. a passive, that's passive income and you can make a shit ton of money off of that. Yeah. Even doing some ads, if she could, if she could like, fuck, I mean, she used to do the Pepsi, she, you know, yeah. made a ton of money off of Pepsi and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that, that Pepsi would necessarily go back to her. And I don't mean that in a mean way, but like, what if, what if she could like parlay this whole caffeine addiction to Celsius to an ad for mm-hmm. Celsius and start making money off of that and licensing the music out to that and stuff like yeah. that. So just finding, again, it's about for her, I think it's about working smarter, not harder per se. And yeah, but if she also, like you said, Nate, it's especially now that artists don't have to make an entire album because of streaming. You can just go in there and do a few songs. You can release mm-hmm. like, you know, you can just release one song. You could release five songs, you know, a short EP. She could just do that and make some more money off of that. Yeah. Get back together with Max Martin. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I was going to say, bring back Max. He'll get you a hit. You could, yeah. you could roll out of bed and write a hit. doesn't matter. Yeah. The man does it in his sleep. Good God. Like, truly does it in his sleep. You know, oh, he yeah. just wakes up and he just, like, already has, like, five songs written. He just goes and writes them out. <laughs> oh, Who's going to buy yeah, him you, today? If you've got a minute, just Google yourself Max Martin discography. And he's got bangers. <laughs> so many bangers. Between Backstreet Boys and, and Britney and every pop act of the 2000 to 2006. Honestly. So many bangers. Honestly, yeah. yeah. You you know what she could do? Because I really, like, obviously, she's not in great working shape. She can't do her. Res- a residency proves to be too much for her. You know, her voice. I mean, her voice isn't the most natural. <laughs> but it's she distinct. Could just, like, but when she you could, hear her voice, you know it's her. They could literally AI a new album out of her. I mean, her voice is pretty much auto-tune as it is, and she doesn't perform. She doesn't sing while she performs. She could just like AI. Like, I mean, it's come a long way now. It seems to be taking out. What is that thing? Chat GPT. Chat GPT yeah. A Britney and those album. fake Drake, those Drake songs that have been coming out. The fake Drake songs that people are like are actually might be better than real Drake songs. It's a, I like, I like where you're it. going. Yeah. Don't don't no 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 no. Don't even get me started about AI performances. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm so anti that. Like, because like otherwise now you never like with the writer strike and everything. I'm like, next thing you know, like even. Because if AI starts taking over performers, then what do we need humans for? Period. Honestly. Because because then you don't even need an influencer. Like, because this is the thing is that people will go, oh, well, like, there shouldn't be movie stars. There shouldn't be TV stars. Like, or, or you know, any of these people that just... We'll just AI it. Well, then you don't even need an influencer. You like, we don't need social media. We don't need any of this stuff then. And in fact, yeah. then, then you eventually don't need an executive. Honestly, we don't need executives nowadays no, because most of the time the, that, they just go and they go, well, what are the numbers and what are the metrics on this? Well, that's really what AI is for. Let's be serious here. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Ex- exec is the easiest job to replace by AI. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I don't want to. I don't want to see Britney be AI'd like that. Because also, you get cheap. No, pay her her money. Pay all artists their money. Oh I'm no, be that person. I wasn't. I guess I was. I wasn't suggesting they replace her with that to make more music. As basically, like because her voice is so auto tuned and artificial as it is, we wouldn't know. She could. She could make it herself on her phone. You get what I'm saying. Basically, no. we can't tell the difference. So, Absolutely. Yeah, she could sing lyrics into a phone and then send them over to somewhere and so they could like AI, make it sound yeah. a lot better than it is. Yeah. It's a tub, so. mm-hmm. I was I was just looking at all the things we talked about. So so 
Brittany, uh, I don't know if she still chain smokes. She used to. Uh, I she did. Her. Oh yeah, yeah. go back. Uh, like the shade. Yeah, yeah. Go back and look. She always had a cigarette in her hand. Not always, but she did a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Mainlining caffeine, chain smoking, driving around the valley in a white Mercedes, looked good with the shaved head. Does this sound familiar to anybody here? <laughs> you're, Jordan, you're Britney Spears, Jordan. You're Britney Spears. You guys better not AI me onto this podcast. Oh my god, it'll be so prove- easy. <laughs> oh, and I do have those. I don't twirl around. I don't twirl around in my entryway like she does. But instead, what I do, and Stacy and Nate receive it all the time, I spin out mentally on voice text, usually oh, yeah. late afternoon, in between, like when I'm really. Like I probably had my Celsius after like six to eight cups of coffee and like 200 calories of food all day, maybe a protein shake. So I'm not all there. And I'm like. And half a pack of cigs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've I, basically I, worn a hole in the parking lot of the was, sugar sweet slash Starbucks with your pacing. Yeah. I was going to say back when, back when we used to do, sometimes you do Zooms like from your phone. And we just watch you walking around in a huge circle in a strip mall parking lot in the deep valley. Just turn, walking around in a big oval. Y'all, yeah. y'all don't understand the personal growth that Jordan has had, especially yeah. over the last year, but really over the last two years. And being able to get him to sit down to record for yeah. like an hour. Like that's amazing because this man, he does think best when he's like walking around and everything. So it's like for him to like sit down and do this is he's growing up, y'all. We're so yeah. proud of him. And right in front of our eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I just compared you to Britney Spears, which would be <laughs> you not growing up, it'd be doing the opposite. Yeah. I think he's okay with that, right? <laughs> yeah. Some ways. Hit me, baby, one more time. Why, she might be litigious. Let's, let's. Housewives. Britney, I mean, Britney, this you, would be totally, she's not fit for housewives. It would be really unethical to put her on. But yeah. like, when has that stopped Andy Cohen before? I mean, she'd be the new Kim Richards. <gasps> yeah. I mean, it's kind not, of. Yeah. But she's more famous well, than Kim Richards. Yeah. Well, you know, not in my book. No. <laughs> <laughs> she is, I mean, yeah. The good thing about Britney is what's different about her situation than others is she's sitting on a gold. First of all, she they said, I don't know how much she's worth, but it's still a fortune to all of us, just not as much as it should be. But she's sitting on so much earning potential. Where normally when we talk about these people, they're down and out, like say Kim Zolchak. She blew through her money. She's on her, but with Britney, it's like so much untapped potential. It's just mm-hmm. waiting to unlock that fortune. Oh, she could, like you said, with licensing. If she just licensed Toxic to every product around, I'd buy the shit out of that stuff. That song alone. I have a feeling this is just my imagination running wild, but because those ways of like passive income seem to not be happening, would not be surprised if she is getting in her own way. If she's just not allowing things to happen because mm-hmm. it's a way of control and she didn't have control before. So right now it's just like, no, I don't want anything to happen. Like, like a teenager. Yeah. Kind yeah. of yeah. like she's used yeah. to, it must be really hard to work with her yeah. and advise oh, her because she's so like traumatized by like her mm-hmm. father being her conservator. Her instinct is probably to reject whatever advice you give her. Also, a lot of times, Stars, people who are child stars, which she's a child star, can have Mm -hmm. arrested development and kind of like they can, a lot of their uh, emotional maturity can stop or slow down significantly at that point when they really hit it big. And so she could definitely, I think she already has enough going on, but I think she definitely has arrested development in that sense. I, I think I've said it on the pod, but my fr- I know we talked about it on the pod. My friend who was at her wedding, mm-hmm. um, to Sam, we were talking about 
that. And she had said, she has a theory because this person's been around a lot of these famous people that when you get famous that young, when you're a child, a world child star, I mean, a, a child superstar, like her, or Michael Jackson, or some of them, they do arrested development. You kind of forever stay mentally in where you were when you, you know, mm-hmm. like her. She's still like kind of a teenager because her adult life hasn't been normal. There hasn't been a lot of growth there. So mm-hmm. she is kind of locked in that mindset but yeah let's, let's next go season back. on real housewives no. <laughs> <laughs> well let's go back because you brought out kim zolciak let's like mm-hmm. go back to her let's let's take that off ramp and let's go to kim zolciak because yeah because a few months ago before her and croy are getting a divorce which kind of we kind of t- we spoke about that about like why they're still together and stuff but i said that at least, like, she's broke, but at least she bought real handbags, which apparently mm-hmm. now she is selling online to pay her bills. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. You're right. She did buy real stuff, apparently. Mm-hmm. I mean, look. I don't know. The woman, the woman is, is obviously not smart with money. And somebody posted up an old video of her from, like, her, her show, when she basically bought, like, $1,200 worth of lottery tickets, like scratchers and stuff like that. And I was like, what the heck? And and her daughters were talking about how she loves to gamble. Look, I like mm-hmm. to gamble, but when I talk about my love of gambling, it is nothing compared to people. Like, I'm just like, oh, I, I gambled like $300. And other people like, pish posh. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, for me, that's a lot of money. So, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there was some story about how she had, blown like or lost like 250,000 in a casino. In the Bahamas, I think. Like the Bahamas yeah. casino. Like, yeah, she lost like a quarter of a million dollars. I was like, what? I mean, she's a classic tale that should be studied. Um, the arc of a, I guess you could say reality star, but very, I mean, she's a very extreme case of real house, of what happens to a real housewife who entire livelihood becomes real housewives Mm -hmm. i mean you know i heard a rumor i don't know if this is true someone said it's old news like she met big papa when she was a stripper allegedly because i don't she was so yeah and then that's what her and nini had in common because nini met greg when she was a stripper yeah and from what i remember i could be yeah nini finally admitted that she had been a stripper Mm um i just I might be behind on that Kim Stripper news, but it was news to me this week. And so, but I just mean the show over completely consumed her life. Mm -hmm. And she became addicted to living that way. And the money, I mean, look, it didn't take that long for her show to be canceled, her spinoff to be canceled. And now they owe like 1.1 mil to the IRS, Mm -hmm. which these are back taxes, meaning they weren't paying their taxes while they were on TV. So that's a big mismanagement. Well, it was just three years, but it was random. It was 2013 and then 17 and 18. So that means, I guess they paid it in 14, 15, and 16. I don't know. Mm. Um, oh, well, that's something that I've learned how uh, Bravo has changed re- in recent years is the contracts have evolved from the beginnings of Housewives to now. And one of the things is certain franchises, because each franchise kind of has a different production company, and it's that production company who handles things like payment. Some of them now withhold your taxes. And that's a courtesy to you. That's not punishing you. That is because they've seen so many housewives like Kim Zolchak get hit by the IRS uh, that some of them do uh, withhold taxes for you. So they're kind of, which is weird because for housewives, it's great to watch them go broke. From a production angle, I mean, that's a storyline, but I guess they have some semblance of, Ethics or conscience, because now they're taking out taxes, so you won't get Zolchak Beerman. They they should, especially because they do ask a lot of these housewives mm-hmm. to put up money. I mean, look, they they pay for their own glam, they pay for all this yeah. stuff, and a lot of times for these 
especially first-year housewives, these rookie housewives, they won't say it, but they'll say it that like, if your house isn't the greatest house, maybe you should rent a different house. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. look, Karen Huger renting some houses, that's not surprising to me because, you know, and, but that's in a way how these housewives can get in debt and this cycle can kind of continue because you've got to look like you represent this amazing lifestyle. You have to have mm-hmm. this lifestyle. You have to show this lifestyle off. And you're, you're being asked to front all this money so that you can be on the show before you even get paid. And then if yeah. you're 1099, like an independent contractor, it's up to you to, yeah, put those taxes aside. But if you're trying to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul, eh, it gets dicey there. So yeah, I think you should be an employee and you should have those taxes withheld and, and put away for you. So at least, at least in that sense, you're not fucked by the IRS. So Yeah. She, um, I think the daughters too have their, they have their uh, bags up for sale as well, I think. Well, yeah, they're going to help mom. I mean, look, that's a, like incredibly codependent relationship. It's a really case. odd. I, I mean, mean, it's interesting though, because Kim wants to change her name back. She wants her maiden name yeah. back. But that's interesting because also Croy adopted her daughters. So are they going to change their name? Is like yeah. Kim going to now say, you have to change your names? I, I don't know. It's interesting it's, to see how oh sorry it's, know, it's interesting to see how that goes because like um once they divorce and these stepfathers who were like father figures to them the way it goes cuz look when uh Chris Jenner and at the time Bruce now Caitlin separate he had helped he had helped raise those girls and then once they divorced, there was a falling out, and she, Caitlin, is not really close with Kim or Chloe or Courtney. And same kind of thing, though. You know that Brielle and what is it, Brielle and I think it's like Ar- Ariana, Ariana. Like I think I I was, Ariana. it's an A. I was in a color. I was in a color Ariel because that rhymes. But yeah. Brielle and a, they um you know, made a big thing about taking his name and he's the father they never had. And now they're unfollowing each other on Instagram and changing names. And when they're adults now. So when he asks for custody of the kids, he doesn't mean that. No, no. And it, it's evolved. Like, so news broke of them separating a week ago, like last Monday. And in the beginning, it seemed like it might be somewhat friendly because she filed mm. first and she did the standard joint physical and legal custody. Uh, she did ask for spousal. She put down for spousal support. Um, mm. But then he filed and he just went scorched earth. Like he, when he filed, he wants sole physical, sole legal. He didn't check the box for visitation for her. So he wants, he wants the kids for everything. He wants sole possession of the house. That's still being for close. Like, I think it's still going up on auction, but he wants sole possession of it and for her to vacate it immediately. Mm-hmm. And then the best part was that he, in, in his divorce paperwork, he also wants her to be forced to maintain all her financial records because he's afraid she's going to destroy them. Like he wants, like he doesn't even necessarily want to see her financials. He wants to make sure she's not destroying them herself. Wow. Like he wants income, um, tax, spending, everything. I, I I feel like either we said this to each other or I said it on another episode, but like not the episode I, I went back and listened to, but that, you know, he basically gave up his career in the NFL yeah. for her. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it seemed to be. Now, granted, a, an NFL career is tenuous in the first place. Like, and, it, and he wasn't a little, necessarily I, a marquee player, you know? No, I, I, I never watched the show, so I, I don't know how he was portrayed on the show. But if you're just, just looking at it from a sports perspective, he was not a great player. He was, I mean, a professional player. That's incredible. Yeah. But, like, I mean, he wasn't yeah. a particularly known. Like, the show gave him so much more clout than he would have otherwise had. He wasn't, mm-hmm. like... He wasn't a household name in athlete. No, not at as all. As an not athlete. At, yeah. And no. he became essentially on the on the spinoff, he kind of became towards the end, he was basically like her Uber driver, people I joked, mean, her yeah. assistant. 
he would he would like and even on housewives her last season on housewives like when she came back and stuff he would like drive her there and then mm-hmm. wait in the car while she filmed and then drive her back it was like and so there's a little and there was a moment at the beginning i was like what is he doing just like watching her or take, and then i was like i actually think that no she's insisting that he does this that she wears the pants and she tells him what to do mm-hmm. and she does this and i, I don't I don't know though. We're, we're not inside these people's marriages. It looks funky, but like I, he also, I remember some stuff around their wedding. I'd have to go back and watch it, but it seemed like, I believe that his family didn't come to the wedding or his family didn't come to some stuff. Like they didn't want him to marry her. That's the overall thing that I remember from their wedding is that they didn't want him to marry her. And they were like, kind of like, well, you're going to do your own thing, but we don't, we don't really want this. And even her family, like she's had on and off with her family. That's a volatile relationship with her parents. I think it was at like their that. wedding that was the end of her relationship with her parents. Yeah. She, didn't she have them kicked out? I think so. And it was over something really, it was like something about like using the bathrooms inside their house. Inside and they the were house. Like, you're, we're your parents. Like, we thought that we could use the bathroom. Like we understand if it's like people you don't know or people that you're like, not your family, but like, we're your parents. Like, can't we use? And like, so when you're dealing with somebody who is like, in my opinion, like that egocentric. Yeah. You got to watch your back when you're divorcing them. And I knew, honestly, I knew it wasn't going to be, you can't know like most divorces are just really terrible like mm-hmm. honestly they just no <laughs> terrible uh, well like i was saying with her story arc i mean she peaked and she like yeah i mean she found some fame as a housewife found and then like the problem was with the fame she wanted to keep up with the kardashians mm-hmm. literally I mean, the way they lived, like you were saying, the handbags are all real. And we're talking about like limited edition Chanel. The fleet of cards they've like put on eBay or whatever. I mean, they have like a staff and they were the plastic surgery. They oh, were but she didn't large. have plastic surgery though. Remember, Jordan? <laughs> She's never had plastic surgery. Well, maybe yeah. her boobs. She'll admit to like her boobs, but like she hasn't done anything to her face. <laughs> and and don't, for, don't forget uh, also, I mean, also naming all our kids ridiculous K names. That's very Kardashian. That oh, was infuriating God, to me when I saw the kids. I mean, they're minors. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash children. But their names are stupid. What it's it's Cray or yeah, Croy, excuse me. Well it's Croy Jr., I assume. Because mm-hmm. um Croy Jr., uh Cade, uh Kaya, and Kane. Those are just dumb. <laughs> no yeah, one has a name. No one has a name more than four four letters. No, no, and they're well, all K's. Yeah, you know it's. Yeah, I mean okay. this. It's it's stupid as a stupid does. I just thought to think. I mean his the, his name's Croy, so I mean you're already at a, a starting point of having a dumb name. So of course you're going to name your kids with stupid names too. Now that you bring up their names, it is a little odd. <laughs> That, like, the whitest, least diverse family on a Southern show, everyone has a K. Just do it. You get uh, bad branding. Well, it's no. Well, the, un- unfortunately, the uh, Cade, the second oldest, middle name Cash with a K. Cade, Ka- no, K. Yeah, so there's multiple Ks. Um, I, just, I was know, thinking. I was thinking for a I'm second leaving. that their last name was K two, which really would have been unfortunate <laughs> if the kids' initials K-K. were KKK. Yeah, that's just that just popped into my head the optics of it. Like the Kardashians yeah. are very diverse; you can pull it off. But just um, K, you get it. You yeah. get it. Yeah. There are also reports. Like it seems like every day something new came out is coming out about this. Now they're like. These people are speculating about if there was cheating. Uh, Demois had a um, had a post about whether or not it was an open marriage. They were sort of, I mean, it was it was anonymous posting like they do, but people were like, were they in an open marriage? And nobody's quite sure because it the people the people close to them seem to think it came out of nowhere. 
Like they were like evidently people in their circle were kind of surprised that it happened this fast because they were like, no, we saw him like two months ago and it seemed like everything was okay. And now like the, you know, the, the wording for in divorce paperwork is, all you know, you, you always see the uh, irretrievable, you know, the irreconcilable differences, I guess, is the most generic one. But the reason they put down for this was the, the marriage was irretrievably broken with no hope of reconciliation. That seems pretty extreme. Not extreme, but that's very blunt. That mm-hmm. is like, yep, this is over. There is no chance it's ever going to happen again. Man, I'm not too surprised their friends were blindsided only because they put up such a good, they were in complete denial Mm -hmm. about the house going to foreclosure. I mean, days before the auction, they were giving interviews saying, I I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine. I wouldn't be surprised. Since you said that Croy is asking that she not destroy financial records, I would not be surprised if maybe... Kim was the one who was in charge of all the finances. Mm. And so Corey didn't know that the house was in foreclosure. Nobody knew. And Kim kept denying because Kim has lied. Kim has blatantly lied. She's been caught in so many lies on housewives on don't be tardy. Like she's been caught in so many lies, lying about stuff. And granted then, but she, she stays on those lies all the time. Like she will not admit that she's lied ever. So I would not be surprised if finding out that that house was in foreclosure, that they owed that money to the IRS. Croy was like, yo, if you're hiding this stuff from me, what else are you hiding from me? And then just everything blowing up. But open marriages, open relationships, people need to stop talking about those types of things. Those are so rare. And if people are in an open relationship, you know they are in an open relationship. Because people who are in open relationships love talking about how they're in an open relationship. And also- well, if you start dating somebody and they're like, oh, I'm in an open relationship. Yeah, I'm married, but I'm in an open relationship. Does your wife know? Does your husband know? You need to know that. You need to know that because uh-uh, most people are well, not in an open relationship. Well, there have been rumors for a long time about a lot of like, a, I'm not calling these two A-list, but A-list celebrities you know, that have had open marriages, like famously Will Smith and Jada. Although people didn't really learn about that until more recently, but evidently mm-hmm. it's been going on forever. Um, I mean, you know, allegedly there have been rumors about other very big couples that, um, so it's not totally unheard of, No, but it, in generally the, the working agreement is with those celebrities is just all because of so many people being a couple is like your brand. So it hurts the brand to separate. So it's almost like, so I, a lot of the stories I've heard about couples where, they basically haven't, they're an open relationship. They can cheat on each. It's not, I guess it's not cheating if you have their person's permission, but mm-hmm. the, the stipulation is always that you can sleep with other people. But if you do anything to ruin my reputation or our joint reputation, then it's over. So that, yeah. that seems, I don't want to say it's common. I have no idea how common it is, but you hear a ton of stories about it. Will and Jada were just the only couple that actually flat out admitted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe I, that's I, the situation. I don't know. I doubt well, it. One that you were talking about how she rides her lies to the end. <laughs> I just found the tweet that made her block me on oh. Tom Gunvalson. This was three years ago. I guess she was turning 42, so she's probably 45 now. And she I says said, she's 44, but... Mm. Well, I asked, how is Kim Zolchak only 42 when she was 56 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> and I showed a picture of her first season. I mean, honestly. I'm going to put this up on the... And the way, like, she will look at Andy Stone Cold in the face and be like, I have not had any plastic surgery. Yeah. And you're like, girl, seriously. Um, You were were just talking about with Britney, a good source of income is to, like, license your music. Can we, can she not get Don't Be Tardy for the Party license? I I forget about that. That's a jam. Well, well, but this is the thing, though. That this is why she's not friends with Candy anymore because they wrote that song together, and then mm-hmm. she and then Kim claimed that Candy was trying to screw her out of the money because they co-wrote it, but also then Candy produced it and you know, basically got that song out there, and Candy was making more money off of it than Kim was, and Kim got pissed, and basically then I don't know all the ins and outs, but Candy was like, "Fuck you." Fuck you. Like, you wouldn't have this song if it wasn't for me. Like, mm. I, you have money from this song because of me. But 
you don't get the same, you don't get as much money from it because I did all these other things too. So again, and, but, but Kim didn't want to hear that as far as Kim was concerned, she should be making all the money. Candy should not be making any money off of that song. So the candy in this candy's Max Martin in this, this situation. Yes. Yes. (laughs) What if, what if, um, Kim does like a dual headlining show with Erica in Vegas? Like it's their residency becomes like a double residency where they only each have one song. So it's a short show anyway. But um, that would be a show that would get some eyes. Like that would bring attention to the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay or wherever the hell her residency is. Call it Catfight. There are a lot of similarities between Erica and Kim. Including <laughs> don't don't tell had, that to Erica. <laughs> they had big papas. They both had big papas. They're both from the Georgia. Way, both short, older men. Yeah, they're both the Georgia, the 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 hair, mm-hmm. the glam. Oh God, yeah. Was was she like? So I again, I don't need to keep repeating it, but I don't watch. I never watched Atlanta. I've never really watched any of them. But was she, she of the of all the people from Atlanta? The two I knew like without having ever watched it were Nene and her. And so were those like two of the bigger names to come out of it? Or have I just only heard those two because I, you know, like. No, the Nene. Cause I've, I, cause I've the other ones, when I see the name, like a Porsche, things like that, I recognize those names could not tell you what they look like. Well, but, Nene, and, and Nene and- I knew like Nene worked at E, so I knew her. But like Kim, it was just because Kim was so ridiculous. Is that why she was always no, being talked Nene about? Nene and Nene and Kim were OGs. Yeah. And Nene might be arguably the most one of the most successful or iconic housewives. And Kim got the longest running spinoff of any housewife. Okay. So yeah, there there are big deals in the Atlanta Bravo. Because yeah, even without just, having having ever seen it, I knew who Kim was, and I knew about mm-hmm. her wigs, and I knew about yeah. Don't Be Tardy for the Party, and these are all things having not watched it. So like, so she did become a brand, not necessarily a good brand. Like everything I knew about her was kind of a joke. And, and some of Nini's best lines are insults to Kim, including "Buy wig, close your me- close Lines your to legs married to married men, <laughs> trash box." <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that was towards Kim, but that is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, well, actually, speaking of iconic hair, um, good old Lisa Rinna, it came out that, like, she kind of did quit. Like, mm. she, it, It's interesting because it's like she quit in a huff. And then she came back and was like, well, maybe. And then Andy was like, um, actually, I think it's best if we do put you on pause. That's a good call for you not yeah. to be there. I think it's interesting. I think, I think, yeah. So in Andy's book, new book, uh, The Daddy Diaries, The Year of yeah. Growing Up, uh, or The Year I Finally Grew Up. He, one thing I like about this book is that it's so recent. Yeah. I mean, the, he's this book has been published now in May, 2023 and he's documenting things that are still current issues. And that happened in the last few months, including Rena's departure from Beverly Hills. And I guess he said that basically after the reunion, Rena texted him and said, I quit. And then he was kind of like, cool. Sounds good. And then she came back with second guess, you know, like trying, like I take that back. And he's like, actually, no, we decided we're going to stick this out. You're fired. I, well, you get what I mean. You're on she pause. quit before he could fire. He was going to fire her, and but she quit first. But mm-hmm. she was going to be fired anyways is the way I take it. And then she tried to come back and they were like, no, we're going to, we're going with your first answer. You quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I'm picturing him just doing a really passive aggressive response, like her texting that she quits, and all he responds with is like the thumbs up to her to her text, like doesn't even say anything, just like okay, cool, yeah, no, a double thumbs up, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, the emoji I, for a waving hand. <laughs> Bye. He said, uh, um, yeah, so she texted him at like midnight after the reunion. This is the reunion, the reunion, the last one where uh, Kathy 
kind of demolished her and the whole thing didn't go over well. And um, he said it became apparent that she had a toxic relationship with the show. Those were his words, with the whole show, and that she needed to take a break. So he's calling it a pause, but we've seen what happens to pauses. Where's Dorinda? It's been, a, what are you doing here without Dorinda? No, but um, it's been years, so I don't but know when she'll come back. But then that that comes on to the, the housewife themselves, because as, as like with Dorinda, Dorinda's not taking, and he said this basically, it's like if Dorinda had come back to that reunion and taken more accountability for how she treated Tinsley and that stuff, then she would have stayed on and maybe she would be coming back. But we don't know really what's going on with any of the New York right now. But like, maybe if she, if basically if she could like get her drinking and anger under control, then Mm -hmm. she would probably come back because she is a fan favorite. And even Lisa Rinna, like, while I did not like her this season, she knows what she's like. She's a good housewife. Like she's a good character and she will be missed but she needs to get her shit together. Like she went through, like I just, like I'd said on previous, previous episodes, I think that she should have taken a pause because her, when Lois died, because I think that just really impacted her in ways that she didn't realize until after the fact. Now, granted, Jordan, you like to see a woman break down, but you know, it's, uh, I, I think that she would have been better served. (laughs) Yeah. So if Rinna, can get out of her own way and, you know, yeah. And, and basically, yeah, just get out of her own way and come back to like being the, the then, good yeah. mess that we like. Then, then yeah. Yeah. And I think she was too deep into the show. Let's be honest. The show is her bread and butter. She even yeah. said in her departure, it was the longest gig she had ever had like eight years but also it was probably the main source of income in recent years for the family. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think she, like you said, she was a good housewife and that she was professional and she knew what she was doing in kind of a Tamara way mm-hmm. where she's, but the, I think she became so into it and involved in, engineering storylines and orchestrating it. And I think the at this point after last season, the way like uh, the Kathy Aspen thing kind of flopped in the end, because she didn't have, she didn't have any evidence or very, and she was trying to, as she was like playing producer and trying to bring this off camera story onto the show and I think she was told, like, this is really risky because if you don't hit it right, you're going to be done, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, the point is, I think she was too wrapped up in the show. And like he said, toxic. I mean, she was creating storylines, accusing people of things. Just In her mind, she was probably doing a favor to the show, trying to make it interesting. But I think it was like a dark obsession. Yeah. So. It's- it's a showing of solidarity solidarity for Rena. I am not going to watch Housewives until she comes back. <laughs> Standing with you. Standing you're just with trying you. to get you're just trying to get out of watching yet another season. It's true. Try. It's true. He doesn't have to try to get out of it. He just I just do. It's easy for him. It's like do. it's like yeah. breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we oh, make it easy yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know next. Oh, you know why else I I wonder if she came back. She was, um, it was rumored and it was kind of true. I don't know how far it went, but she had been shopping shows about her family, a la Kim and Croy, <laughs> you know, or the Kardashians, <laughs> like a family spinoff. Mm-hmm. It didn't go anywhere. And she, so apparently she does want back on the show. Mm-hmm. But I'll see. You know, though, next week, fun fact. Okay, this airs Tuesday. So, as you guys are listening to it, this coming Saturday is the finale party. Oh, that's right. For the the, the um, it's the finale party for Housewives, so it's going to be the Beverly last Hills. episodes filming next weekend. Um, and I don't want to give anything away right now, but next week there will be more details. 
But so this new Rinalist season is coming to a close. Well, I almost I was about to be like go into it, but it's like no, I should probably save it so after the fact. But yes, next weekend, Vanderpump Rules is also coming to a close. Like, technically, it was supposed to close last Thursday, but we get an extra episode because of Scandaval. <laughs> so, so next week is basically Scandal. the Scandaval episode. So we get to watch that go down. And then we've already seen previews, like trailers for the reunion already. Mm-hmm. That's just wild. And I just, we've been waiting months for this now. Like we've all been waiting months for this. And I do love that Peacock is like, basically they're airing extended episodes of the reunion on peacock and that's great for me because all i have is peacock Mm. so i gotta wait i gotta wait till the next day to watch it anyway so yeah (laughs) but i'm definitely looking forward to this i the last episode had me so infuriated in so many ways but i just like uh i was so and the thing is, is that I, I probably would have been mad already if we didn't know that Scandaval had happened just because of the way certain things were going down. But like even more so, I just, I, Katie Maloney, I, and some people like disagree with me about this, but you know, I, I do, I am looking forward to see who she becomes over the next few years with her not being with Schwartz, as I've said before, because we've never seen her not with Schwartz. So how does being out of that relationship and that bad relationship and always being second guessed by your... The downer. Well, She being, was always be, the buzzkill, but it, he set but her at the up same, that but way. The, but at the same time, like, this is the thing with her and that I see, and I had kind of seen it the last couple of years and I saw it the year of their wedding too, even though I was like, gosh, she's so angry. But it's like when you're doing, and there's a lot more talk about it nowadays, you know, about the emotional labor in a relationship, but it was like perfect. That episode, last episode, when like <sighs> Raquel's like coming over and talking to her and having this conversation and then is being rude to Katie's mother. And then, and then, and then Tom is hiding in the back, not doing anything, not saying anything. And this isn't housewives. This is Vanderpump rules where everybody's a part of this. And mm-hmm. even, and afterwards, Peter's like, dude, you need to like do something. He's like, I didn't do anything. And I was yelling at the television. Exactly. You never do anything, Tom. Mm-hmm. You don't do anything. You never stand up for your wife. You never do anything. Not when it's public. You will stand up for everybody else except for Katie. And she yeah. called him out on it back out there when she was like, I'm not going to sit. Like You just told me to be quiet so I could listen to Rachel when you won't listen to me. And it was, and I feel like we're just seeing all these parts of their relationship that she's kept quiet about and pushed down. And that's that simmering anger. That's that Debbie Downer that she's been. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it's coming out as anger now, but I think eventually, like, it'll be, it's just lifted because now it's like, finally, people are seeing what she's seen and what she's been having to deal with, or they're finally acknowledging it. And I think the same is going to be true for Ariana in a sense. Like, I loved mm-hmm. the way that, like, she started calling out Tom and the and Raquel, but at this during the the trailer, the reunion trailer. But I'm not surprised by that because she's very verbal and she's really good, like at calling stuff out. But she's also good at like trying to see a whole picture. So if she comes, if Ariana comes at you with something, she's coming at you with something because she's observed. She's not just a fly off the handle type of person, like Sandoval is and stuff. Yeah. So. Just- I like, I like Terry. As uh, I like Katie's mom Terry a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, in reality TV, Bravo never underestimate the power of having a good mom visit. Look, we love Tinsley, uh, Dale, Dale. We we love the moms. I don't. I don't think we anyone on Southern Charm needs Whitney, but everybody loves Pat uh, Miss. Patricia. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and no, I really, I, st- I mean, but th- what I'm trying to say is watching her with her mom in that scene where normally I would be like, oh, Katie again. Instead, I was like, yeah, Katie. And yeah, I was cheering for Katie and her mom. Her mom really won me over mm-hmm. and kind of softened 
Katie and my I don't know. I just I'm I'm on Team Katie now. Mm-hmm. I never hated her. I just was always like uh, and she I reminds also, me of I friends, think, girlfriends that mm-hmm. didn't like me, which I don't oh. know what that says about me. <laughs> but well, also I thought that Katie during the season did a good job, in my opinion, of verbalizing why she didn't want Raquel and Schwartz to make out. That it wasn't mm-hmm. about like that he can't make out with somebody or that Raquel can't. It was just that, like, yo, we talked about it. It's a friend group. It's right in front of my face. This is this is awkward and it and it's hurtful. And you could see that in her face. Like she like teared up. She was like, and you didn't see her cry a lot. Like this wasn't mm-hmm. a, like she's pretty hard about stuff. Like she's pretty she could be cold about a lot of things, but she was like it teary about these things. And I was just like, this. Divorce, and that's one thing that, I mean, I think obviously Sheena's gone back on, but I was surprised at how callous Sheena was at times because I was like, girl, you've been through a divorce. Like, you should know, like, how this would feel. Like, you should have a little bit more sympathy towards Katie, but that's whatever. That's also... Is Sheena... uh, This just occurred to me now that you bring that up. Sheena's more of a guy's girl, isn't she? She doesn't seem to have many girlfriends, and she's always trying to buddy up with, like... Sheena is, I don't necessarily love the the, the term a pick me. She seems a little mm-hmm. bit like that, but she also, I think a lot of times, and I'm hoping that she's growing out of this, is she wants to be a friend to all. She wants to be liked by everybody, but you can't be. And so, because if you're a friend to everybody, then you're a friend to none and you end up making enemies that way. So yeah. I think it's like time that like you figure out who who you really are and who you are really friends with. Who do you want to be friends with? What what qualities and character things are important to, to you? You can't just be best friends with everybody. And that's the thing. She calls everybody her best friend. No, oh, you're not best friends times. with everybody, Sheena. Stop, stop doing it. Stop playing that way. It's okay. Oh, yeah. It's okay for people to not like you. And I can get how that would hurt. Like she, she was part of a huge, a huge affair scandal, cheating scandal herself. And so she probably wants to make up for that, but it's okay. Like a lot of people have forgotten that, to be honest with you. I have to say that a lot of Vanderpump Rules people kind of forget that. That's the, the show literally began with her sitting down with my dear friend, Brandy Glanville. Mm-hmm. Your little angel. My sweet princess. <laughs> um, and who I texted Happy Mother's Day to today, by the way. But, um, and it, that's you. how the show transitioned. It's, it was a sit down on. Beverly Hills, and then they get up from the table, and suddenly it's Vanderpump Rules. It was mm-hmm. one of the slickest transitions between the show. It was, just, yeah. So you know, yeah, she was the other woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think Sheena, Sheena. I think in a lot of ways, it's a, it's a, it's a grow up moment for a lot of the people on the show. Even though it's a very interesting and like like very dramatic time. I think it's also like for, for a lot of the people, just both men and women, like not necessarily Schwartz or Sandoval. Cause I, I think I've said it before. Schwartz isn't going to grow up until he's able to get rid of Sandoval. Yeah. Like Schwartz, he will, he's stuck. He's stuck in a, in a, in a, like talk about triangle of sadness. Like if he's, if he stays with Sandoval, he will always be sad and not in, in a weak person. Yeah. Always, always. So, yeah. This is kind of like this gener Vanderpump Rules is kind of like this generation's friends. The show friends where, you know, mm-hmm. it's these people, group of friends, but also this moment on a much more wholesome level was uh, Ross and Rachel's break, the break. And it, made people confront like people were like do you agree with her or that there were guys like no they were on a break i mean this scandal situation is forcing people to confront their views on things even in friend groups sometimes people side with different people and you're like oh. i got a girl who rides at the studio to what good old jennifer shout out to jennifer she's listening still um that I got her to watch Vanderpump Rules from the very beginning. She'd never watched it. She basically, she is one of the, one of the people. There's a lot of people out there who have binged 
every episode of Vanderpump Rules since Scandal came out and are now like caught up because they're like, what is this craziness going on? What is everybody talking like about? And they events. are in it now. And I'm proud of yeah. them. I'm proud of you, well, Jennifer. When it's in like major headlines, I mean, it's not just trash TV. You're behind if you don't know what's going on. And I don't know if the New York Times has written about it. This LA is bigger Times. than who shot JR, if you're old yeah. enough to know about that. Like, let's be, <laughs> let's get real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we know who shot JR. It was Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> Um, remember, I'm going to get it right this time. Rate, review, subscribe, and follow Pretty Corrupt Podcast. Five star reviews. <laughs> Go oh, to our social media. God, I was, get, I was getting really into it. I was trying to sound like a, even like a, anyways. Sound like a video re- DJ. <laughs> yeah. Um, go, you can follow us on Instagram. You can and you will follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pretty Corrupt Podcast, at, on Twitter at Pretty Corrupt One, where you can find all our individual personal accounts and personalities. And again, make sure, please, to share with your friends, your family, your enemies, coworkers, and maybe your mom's. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. Mother's Day. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. Is she yes, share with your moms on Mother's Day. Cause I'm sure she was like really critical of you and what you're doing with your life today. <laughs> Let her listen to this and see what losers we are. <laughs> and she'll feel a lot better about you. She can criticize us instead. <laughs> yeah. At least you're not them. Well, on that note, who wants to say goodbye? Alfita Sane.